everybody, this is Michael Rooker, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight to talk doom and gloom is the sniffly JD. Hey, what's going on, guys? Fighting a fighting a cold, or maybe it's the plague. It's the allergies. The I'm allergies. Sure catchable. Yeah, it's the allergies. The allergies are the worst. <laughs> uh, and being strangely silent is Jenny. Strangely. <laughs> Wait, Hi, everyone. <laughs> waiting her turn. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know what that says. <laughs> Weird. Uh, we are going to talk tonight all about the end of the world, various different apocalypse scenarios. The The genesis of this topic came about when Jenny and Danny started just vehemently arguing in our, I think it was our, our little roundtable office meeting uh, about, I don't even know how it started, but... Robots versus zombies or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but you guys went. No, he said that there would never be a robot apocalypse. Oh, right. Like, and I'm like, there can totally be. I think that's one of the more realistic scenarios. But... Yes, I agree with Jenny. 100% actually. Yes, and then that conversation derailed all of what we wanted to talk about in our little meeting. But that was okay, because it <laughs> sprung into this this idea. And unfortunately, Danny couldn't make it tonight. Uh, but but he's with us in spirit or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there you know now you know his his theory. No robot apocalypse for Danny. Uh, this this is kind of the the precursor to our October month of horror, uh, where we like to kind of just go go horror crazy horror not horror horror crazy for the month of October, where we just pretty much talk about all things scary, spooky, and paranormal. Uh, so we'll we'll do our our annual The Walking Dead season preview show. We'll do uh, our paranormal stories uh, episode, which is always fun and crazy and oftentimes very very awkward. So we'll get into that stuff again, and then a couple other shows mixed in there, stuff we haven't talked about before, like movie monsters, like like Frankenstein and all that cool stuff, like the Universal monsters, and and then uh, we got one more show to round out October, and this is this the precursor to it. As we are almost entering, like a few days away from Halloween, or I'm sorry, October beginning, and all the all the ladies are drinking their pumpkin whatever flavored jambalaya or pumpkin flavored this and pumpkin that. Pumpkin flavored jambalaya. <laughs> Pum- That's a new one. Pumpkin flavored everything. Everything's pumpkin flavored. Uh, real quick before we jump into things, I want to ask JD because we were looking for. I don't know if Jenny was so much, but we were looking forward to the premiere of Scream Queens. And that came out last week, and I, wa- I did watch it. You did, okay? I, I did. I wa- you did or didn't? I'm sorry. I did. Okay, I did. I watched the first hour uh, this morning of the of the pilot or the mm-hmm. the, the debut. I couldn't finish it. It was terrible. You didn't like it? I hated it. Okay, so it's very much a Glee horror comedy series. It's it's yes. like it's a horror it's- comedy. It's like. 
a it's mass- not supposed to be scary at all. No, no, no. I mean, and yeah, you go into it knowing it's 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 not Shaun of the Dead funny, but it is it is maybe meta funny. I don't really know. It's it's not looking at the, the horror genre, but like Scream did. Scream, yeah, it's screaming Gleek had a baby. Yeah, kind of Scream Queens. My problem. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, a lot of people either really liked it or really didn't like it, and I'm. I liked it. I didn't think it was great, but <laughs> I was I maybe was okay. maybe my expectations were too high. But I just oh, the characters were so hateable. Like I just didn't like any of them. That's the point. I think. Well, no, think you're right. You're supposed to hate the Chanels, but yes. but she's like the 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 chick from Mean Girls, essentially. She's horrible. She's the worst. The actress she's is great, worst. but. <sighs> I, I just couldn't. Wow, apparently it did not get a lot of viewers either. E- either so. uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'll give it. Maybe I'll watch the second hour. I don't know. I still have it saved, but we'll see. It gets better. It does get better. <laughs> I hope so. Like, it's like, okay, I, this doesn't give anything away. She, the, the main Chanel, uh, is her name, her name is Chanel. Um, she's playing a prank on the, on the, the, everybody essentially so that she can show that she's the boss and she wants to pretend to put the maid's head into hot uh oil like like fryer oil but it's supposed to be just water and it's not supposed to be on yeah and somebody turned it on of course and she kills her and just pretty much essentially acts like nothing happened because she's rich and white and these are like her exact words uh, so <laughs> I'm rich and white and I'm gorgeous and I can right. get away with anything. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Is uh, pretty much the quote. So I, 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 to me, you know, I am older. And so I wonder, is this, I know it's, it's, it's an exaggerated version of how people act, but when, when Ariana Grande was being killed and she's texting the killer that to not kill her, okay, like it was, was so funny. It made me laugh for a second. And I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> And then she tweets out to save me, and she gets stabbed one more time and dies. But then she pops up real quick and hits enter to make sure the tweet goes out. Like, oh, like that's not a spoiler. Ariana Grande wasn't in the cast. She's just a special yeah. guest. Oh, see, man. See, I think that's the stuff that I find hilarious. Like, and that, I, like it's cheesy yeah. stuff that just, like, it's a small reflection on us as a society, how we value social media that will never happen, but it's just funny. Cause it like makes you think a little bit. Right. Right. And I get that. And it is a, um, a glimpse at what society is like where we tweet everything and we, we text about everything. We don't talk. And, and, and yes, I get it. Uh, did we lose Jenny? No, I'm here. Okay. Listen I didn't know. Me. Were you, were you excited at all for that show? I haven't watched. It's on my DVR, so, so I you, don't have any feedback. I you, hear it's like it's like Heather's meets Mean Girls meets a horror movie. They haven't really dug so in. Like I'm it's, it's not scary at all. Yeah, so no, no, don't no. go into it trying to be scared. It's, it's living in that world. They like they live in the horror war universe or whatever, essentially. But yeah, it's not meant to like pop up scary type of thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Were you excited going into that release? Was that one of the shows you were anticipating, Jenny? I well, I actually had no desire to watch it okay. except um, uh, one of my I, I work with some people who got to see it before it got released. Okay, and they have 
really good taste in shows. We like a lot of the same things. And she had mm-hmm. told me, she's like, I watched the first four episodes of Scream Queens. And I'm like, is it good? And she's like, it's fun. She's like, it, long pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, basically, that's who sold it to me as like Heather's meets Mean Girls trying to make a horror movie. She said that it's super entertaining, more so than she was expecting. And it's just fun. I haven't gotten the Heather's feel of it yet. More Mean Girls, uh, but I don't know. Uh, maybe it's I'll give Mean Girls. Yeah. Maybe I'll give the second hour a chance uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you should. It's, it's, I think it's one of those things that you should just watch because it is something new. And mm-hmm. like, while it's not necessarily great, I'd like to see more stuff like it. So I will watch it just to see where it goes. Kind yeah. of deal. All right. We'll talk. Me and JD will talk maybe more about it. Or we did talk more about it in the geek out last week. This is, <laughs> this great, is hard. Stupid time travel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's dig into this topic, which is the end of the world and apocalypse scenarios. And uh, all right. So I got a list here from LiveScience.com. So it's more sciencey ways that the world is going to end. So these are quote unquote, yes. quote unquote legit. If you believe in science and all that if crap, you believe in science, <laughs> Dave. Don't get me started. Hey, I believe in Scientology. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Stop. I don't have that kind of money. All right. So all right. This just has a list. It's the top. Uh, nine ways that the world could end scientifically. So number one, uh, let's see. Let's go number nine, even though that's, that's their last one. The snowball effect, and I'll read the little paragraph here. Uh, Nope, actually, that's the last one you want to read, so give me a second. Oh, of course my browser froze. <laughs> well, the snowball effect, what could that possibly be? That's uh, kind of all of them. Small thing just goes to like a big thing. It's all of them. That's why I have to start at the top. Oh, okay. That's great. All right. Well, if you need help, I have a list because I have no, I got strategically it. thought of every way to survive whatever apocalyptic thing happens. So I got oh, it. It's the, just it's, saying. It's the, I'm a good person to hang out with. It's their website. <laughs> um, okay. Number one, global warming. I don't know. You might not have heard that one before. Whoa, that was a lot of breathing. Um, global warming. I think that was a yawn. <laughs> The mother of all apocalyptic fears. Climate change is the biggest threat facing the planet, many scientists say. Climate change could make extreme weather more severe, increase droughts in some areas, change the distribution of animals and diseases across the globe, and cause low-lying areas of the planet to be submerged in the wake of rising sea levels. The cascade of (laughs) change... And the page just totally crashed. Well, let's go go (sighs) into this. We can understand it because... Unless you're living under the, a rock or in complete denial, um, there is a high possibility of this. Yeah, I got it. Um, Let me just finish this one last sentence. Uh, the cascade of changes could lead to political instability, severe drought, famine, uh, ecosystem collapse, and other changes that make Earth a decidedly inhospitable place to live. Okay. So, yeah, this is the Al Gore theory, essentially. Uh, global Global warming. Go, Jenny. Okay, so number one, the political, we're already seeing it because you've got the naysayers and the holy crap, why aren't we doing something to prevent this, right? But then we also got a bunch of lazy people that don't want to do anything to fix it, you know? Plus that there's a lot of economic issues about it. You know, not everybody can afford to put solar panels on their roof. What was the Disney so, yes. what, what was the Disney movie of the lazy humans? 
and the stupid, oh gosh that was the, the little robot wally yeah yeah wally we're on our way america is going to make us a wally civilization i'm just saying we're Nuh-uh. going to have a trash planet with people in wheelchair like motorized cars that are too fat to walk i work out it's not gonna happen we're on our way <laughs> america anyways so sea levels rising we're seeing that every year um just look up any of the National Geographic or any of those things that talk about the diminishing homes of the polar bears, and it will completely ruin your day and make you really depressed. But the more the water comes in, the more land is going to be important because let's say everybody in California now needs to move to Arizona and Nevada. Where are they going to go? How are those systems going to be able to withhold that amount of people moving in? Then you got food. Let's let's keep California in the mix. California is a huge producer of all the produce that goes throughout the country. So there goes a good portion of the food. Yeah, drinkable water. Your so-called dairy state is Wisconsin. Yeah, your dairy state, but I mean, stop trying to steal everything. Nuts, nuts, fruits—you name it over here. Yeah, stop trying to steal everything. But so you have that—you have less food, less drinkable water less land billions of people it's a lose-lose situation for literally everything yeah everybody's going to be it's survival of the fittest you are going to take what you need to survive and everybody else can be damned so i that i think is the most probable part of the end of the world because people will destroy themselves as the world is just is being destroyed so i agree Mm -hmm. Done. Yes. All right. What do you think, JD? I think that it's super possible because right now we're on like a path that can't really be corrected because we're not doing much. We can say like, hey, let's recycle and hey, let's stop like using fossil fuels, but that's not enough. Like, haven't we, have we to been recently re- change our ways? Haven't we been recycling since like 1980? Like that was when the big boom of recycling came about. Like yeah. I remember like all the advertisements and the, the, the recycled triangle was a big deal. Like the, the logo. Yeah. But do you also remember 2000 when everybody had monster trucks that got like 14 miles per gallon? Those people are idiots. That was most of the population. But was it wasn't the... until like mid to like probably 2005 ish and such until people actually started jumping on the, you know, rechargeable cars you know the hybrids things like that so we're we're on you know there's things being done just not fast enough and then the biggest curse of the whole thing is even even let's say we're wrong and it's not it's just naturally what happens there's this is gonna sound horrible but why piss in your drinking water and that's what we're doing so why not try to make it better other than greed but that's that's a whole nother so yes We may all be fighting for land in Wyoming for that little bit of food that might be grown. I think the bigger, the bigger thing, and I don't know if it's in this list or not, that would contribute to maybe all of these things is too many people are just having too many other people. Like we're just making too many babies. Uh, The population is getting out of control. And, and, you know, there's really, I mean, how do you also goes on to the politics side, right? And how do you regulate something like that without being just inhumane and cruel in China? 
Exactly. Right. Well, ancient China, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Anything Agreed. else? Anything else you want to, 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 to put into this topic or move on to number two? Let's move number on to two. number two. All right. Yeah. We got to got pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. We got to kind of move a little quicker because we got a lot to cover. <laughs> There's lots of ways for us to die. Uh, number two, asteroid. It's the mainstay of disaster movies, but scientists are legitimately worried that a space rock could wipe out Earth. A meteor impact probably doomed the dinosaurs in the and in the Tunguska Tunguska event, a massive meteoroid damaged about 770 square miles, that's 2000 square kilometers of the Siberian forest in 1908. Even more frightening, perhaps, is that astronomers only know about a fraction of the space rocks lurking in the solar system. So, while we might think we can see it coming, like, you know, uh, Deep Impact or Apocalypse. Oh, is it, what is the stupid Bruce Willis movie? Um, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. The really bad Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> um, I've actually never seen it. Oh, you're I very lucky. Myself lucky. Stay, yeah. stay away. That and Pearl Harbor. Don't go near them. Save your time. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't, we so, might, it might, most likely we're going to, it's not going to be a rock we're going to see. It's just going to be boom, we're done. I don't agree with that. Oh, fine. I think yeah. I think we have enough surveillance and we have progressed so far in astronomy that How we come? would know it was coming. It might we we're not gonna be able to do anything about it, but I, I have a feeling and you know, maybe call Neil deGrasse Tyson to confirm this, but we would know years before it hit. But how come Which not- then would still be apocalyptic because if you knew that in, let's say, 50 years, a huge meteor is going or asteroid is going to hit the Earth and everyone's going to die because it's going to basically destroy the Earth, that would be the fall of civilization. So it goes back to the too many people rule. I, But if we have all this technology to see what's out there, how do all these UFOs keep getting so close to us? Explain that. Oh my god! I just feel this. Okay, so oh, we're just gonna gloss happened. over that. All right, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, how That's long our ago next did the dinosaurs die out? A long time ago. Say that one more it, time. How long has? How long ago did the dinosaurs die out? I don't know. A really long time ago. Like ten years ago. Exactly. <laughs> so we have another good ten years until it'll happen again. So <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that like dinosaurs died out hundreds of million years ago. And they have not had a meteor that has knocked out life since then. So you're saying we're due? Odds of, no, oh. we're not. I think <laughs> okay. we're fine. Like, I'm just saying that I think that it's, there's such a small chance that a meteor that big will come and hit Earth that will kill all of us. It is so minute that this is one of the worst scientific reasons ever that we're going to end up dead. I I totally agree. And I... I... For two reasons from, and again, I'm not a scientist, but there's gravitational pulls in every system, all that. And given there's things that hit, but we know when there's going to be meteor showers because we know when we're passing through, through a tail of something, right? Everything is systematic when it comes to the universe. There's very little random things. We can watch a, a star expand, contract, expand, and we know when it's going to explode. It might be, it might have already exploded, you know, millions of years ago and we're just now seeing the light, but we know it and there's a pattern that goes with the universe. The only way I think this would ever be feasible if there is some cosmic thing out there where something becomes random and 
what we've learned in space so far is nothing's random. There's a systematic code due to gravitational pulls and the way minerals and stuff work. I don't think it will ever happen. Or if it does, we just have to figure out the pattern and see who's left to standing. Because like when the dinosaurs died, they obviously didn't have satellites and telescopes and stuff to tell them it was coming. I, what would kill us though is I don't think well the impact would kill a lot of us, but the problem would be is the sky would be covered with ash or mm -hmm. dirt or what have you, and it would block the sunlight, which then would kill the plants, and the plants are the tree of life, blah 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 blah. Ice blah. age and, and then we'd die. Yeah. I think there'd be an ice age too, and uh yeah, I, I think I think Dr. Ian Malcolm might disagree with you about not, nothing is random. Chaos, kid, chaos. Like I said, I'm not a scientist, but what I know about the way thing that's why we know when Haley's Comet's coming, because it's on that same magnetic pool. It's all on the same train, baby. Just saying. All right, moving on. Number three. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can we throw in, though? Because I don't think it's not actually like an asteroid, but would, like, super volcano, I think that's more realistic. Would that fall in that same umbrella? Or would that be a totally different thing? That'd be different. Yeah, that's okay. different. We'll cover that later. It's not on this list, but we'll talk about it. Uh, number three, pandemic threat. Yes, people, pandas will kill us all. No, no, it's pandas. Uh, pandemic threat. New deadly pathogens crop up every year. Recent pandemics have included outbreaks of SARS, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, bird flu, and most recently a coronavirus, coronavirus called MERS that originated in Saudi Arabia. And because of our highly interconnected global economy, a deadly disease could spread like wildfire. Quote, the threat of a global pandemic is very real, says Joseph Miller, uh, co-author along with Ken Miller of the textbook Biology, 2010, published by Prentice Hall. Uh, yeah, so oh. diseases. Yes. That's a very real one. I think that's a pretty, I think probably more real than. More realistic than the second one, but less realistic than the first. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more uh, just because, again, the the amount of people I, that there are. I don't <clears throat> think that it's, I don't think that global warming versus this are comparative both of them, I think, are equally plausible. The only difference yeah. is, is global warming, we can see a pandemic, we cannot. A and pandemic that, well, would catch us by surprise. Also, it would be quicker. Yes. And it's, I mean, I'm going to sound like a jerk, but we're so arrogant with our medicine and our science that if something comes up. This country is. We, this country is, yeah. But look at how fast things spread through uh, from Africa last year. And there's the, they, they have belief systems that wouldn't allow them to do things that would prevent the spread. And it just kept spreading. But I mean, people hit our, our shores with, with diseases. We knew how to contain them, but let's say it's something that's dormant. Like, let's say you contract it, it's dormant and it starts showing symptoms three days or a week after you contract it. There's no way to even know you had it before you just spread it to everywhere that you walked and then everyone they walked. And, you know, it, I think it's totally feasible, but it's, I don't think it's anything we can predict for. Yeah, it's hard. Makes it scarier than the global warming one. 
Okay. Moving on, number four, the fungus among us. This is kind of the same as number three, but though bacterial threats are dangerous, fungal threats are even scarier, said David Wake, curator at the Museum of Vertebrate Zoology at the University of California, Berkeley. Quote, we've had a new amphibian fungal disease that has just devastating effects, Wake said of the chytrid fungus that is wiping out frogs across the United States. An equally fatal fungus in humans would be catastrophic, and though bacteria are deadly, antibiotics are plentiful. By comparison, we know much less about treating fungal infections, Wake told LiveScience.com. Uh, yeah, I got nothing for this one. <laughs> Not Last of Us. Hey, man, I, I, I haven't finished it yet. That's, that's it. <laughs> I, I this is always just like a like a virus. It's like bacteria versus viruses. You know, the, I think it's kind of similar. Same thing though. I don't think we see it in time. I don't like this one. This one scares me. Just saying. So yeah, fungal effect or a virus. Either way, I don't want it. Yeah, neither. I don't want any kind of sickness at all. I like being healthy, and I don't want to die from sickness. Yeah. True that. Because that could either be a long, painful death, or it's just going to be so sudden, you know, whatever. Uh, Number five, we're still talking about being sick. Engineered disease. Natural diseases aren't the only ones to fear. In 2011, the scientific community was outraged that researchers had engineered a mutant version of the bird flu. H5N1 that was transmissible in ferrets and transmitted via the air or via the air, however you want to say that word. The results sparked fears that engineered deadly diseases could inadvertently escape from the lab or be intentionally released, leading to a global pandemic. See the stand. I added that last part. See the movie. I am legend. Yeah, good movie. Not as good as the book, but yeah, not bad. Yeah, they, uh. they were trying to cure cancer, so it wasn't like anything bad. Like, they were actually trying to do good, and then it backfired, and everybody who had the treatment then became zombie-esque. Yeah. So does this fall into zombies? Would this be a zombie category? No. I mean, it depends on the disease. All right. Well, <laughs> I think they're tied. I think they're hand-in-hand, hand because there's only a few ways you can get the zombie apocalypse, and this would be one of them. Anyways, right. moving on. What were you going to say, JD? I don't even remember. <laughs> you got sidetracked with zombies, didn't you? Yeah, zombies. Don't we all? We all get sidetracked with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Numero six. Out of the diseases and into the scary nuclear war. Nuclear war. Nuclear war. Many scientists are still worried about the classic end of the world threat. Global nuclear war. Beyond North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's saber-rattling and Iran's secretive nuclear efforts, massive stockpiles of nuclear weapons around the globe could wreak destruction if they were to get into the wrong hands. Last year, and I will have to get back to you on the date that this was written, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, not Atomic Ectom Scientists, just the Atomic Scientists, a non-technical magazine on global security founded in 1945 by former Manhattan Project physicists, moved the doomsday clock at five minutes to midnight. Doomsday clock shows how close humanity is to this destruction via nuclear or biological weapons or global climate change. You've seen that in The Watchmen. 
Doomsday Clock. Um, and the 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 Linkin Park song Minutes to Midnight come, comes uh, to mind. <laughs> uh, so, all right, nuclear war, very very real. Yeah, I think this is totally plausible. Like a hundred percent could happen. Up there with uh, global warming and uh, the diseases. Yeah, because I think that this is like a really real problem that we're facing that is horrifying. Right. And just, would leave a lot of us messed up. Yeah, it's the, the easy answer to ending a war. And it's very real, very, like you said, plausible and mm-hmm. <sighs> scarily real. It's uh, not as scary as it used to be where kids were doing drills and getting under their desks and, you know. But uh, or you know like Indiana Jones and getting in their fridges. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling though the nuclear backlash and the radiation still probably won't be good if you came out of that refrigerator. Probably <laughs> he seemed to do okay. <laughs> but have you have you seen all the the studies that they're doing now around Chernobyl? No, but I did see that Chernobyl that Chernobyl based <laughs> horror movie. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Was it Chernobyl journals or Chernobyl tapes or something? Chernobyl diaries. That's it, yeah. <laughs> the ending it's was... Oh, so bad. Yeah. The yeah. worst. It was the worst ending to any movie I've ever seen, honestly. Ooh, ooh. Other than Mama. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Mama it's, was it's, bad. it's fascinating, though. You can find... they've They've had, like scientists go in and study what the ecosystem's doing and and i'm gonna get this wrong i mean definitely look it up because i'm talking from the hip here and i don't know what i'm talking about but like the insects took over first i mean your hips don't lie my hips totally lie (laughs) okay sorry Um, (laughs) you're a dork yep um so it's something it's like really weird like the ecosystem is starting to rebuild itself but it's doing it in a really bizarre way like the trees and stuff are growing which then are causing you know insects to go which causing birds to come back causing wolves and you know dogs and things like that but everyone has something weirdly wrong with them um so they're adapting which is kind of cool like they're definitely evolving due to their environment but it's also terrifying because some of the things you don't really want to be the main focus on life is overrunning the ecosystem so it it's crazy it wouldn't even take like a full nuclear you know thing where like everybody launched bombs and the whole world died it would just take a handful of them and it would destroy the ecosystems and I don't care what you say. It, like I said earlier, it's the tree of life. You need certain things to survive, and those things need certain things, and it's a chain. And once you do that, it's you're you're screwed. All right. Anything else for this one? Okay. Number seven, Jenny's favorite, robot ascension. <laughs> yes. The Terminator this ties into nuclear. <clears throat> Well, if you go by the Terminator. Uh, The Terminator may be science fiction, but killing machines are not far from reality. The United Nations recently called for a ban on killer robots, presumably because experts worried that several countries were developing them. Many computer scientists think the singularity, the point at which artificial intelligence overtakes human intelligence, is near. 
Whether those robots will be ben, uh, benevolent helpers or the scourge of humanity is still up for debate. But a lot can go wrong when there are hyper-intelligent robots armed with lethal weapons running around. Again, the Terminator. Judgment Day. Come on, people. This Our cars this can park was, themselves. This was the argument that Danny and I had. Because he doesn't believe it's possible because... We'll never get to the point of artificial intelligence that actually works better than the human mind or Be- something of that nature. Before we, yeah, he doesn't think that we, a, a robot or a computer can actually think as well as the human mind. But uh, what's crazy to me before we jump into this is how right science fiction is, you know, set in the past. Like Isaac Asimov, how much of the stuff he wrote about actually is existing now, like happened, like things we have to worry about. Like it's crazy to me how accurate science fiction got a lot of things that happen uh but yeah like the the laws of robots or robotics or whatever it was from from irobot and the the book not not that movie uh but yes so go ahead jenny sorry here's here's my theory with it though we're moving into the age now where quantum computers are actually legit i mean if you go back 10 years remember what a gig looked like on a drive you can get multiple gigs on a thumb drive now that you can put in your pocket. Like my iPhone has 64 megabytes in it and it fits in my pocket or gigabytes and it fits in my pocket. We're progressing so fast with technology and the computer thing that once you get up to like quantum computers, they move so fast. And then what goes after that, that you can possibly get a computer that analyzes things faster than the human mind that then can make its own decisions because Mm -hmm. there is there's patterns to the way humans think things like that we do have you know free will and we can change our ideas and we don't always stick to a path but there's still patterns and a computer can mimic that ex machina is probably the most genius movie about this um have you guys seen it yes i have not it was a great movie uh, I, that deals a little bit more with like free will and stuff like that, giving a, um, an Android free will and letting it do things and that kind of thing. But yes, please continue. But, but it's possible if, if you write the code that the code can then fix itself, basically. Right now, I mean, most, I don't know how code is written, but you have to have rules that the code abide by. If you give it where then you write the code, but then the computer can adapt the code to whatever will fit to make it continue. You're going into this where, yeah. Well, you, you robots have, can exist right. and they can, but here's where it gets, it will in the movie too. It proves that if a robot understands the technology, the robot then has more of an effect on the technology being used. Well, it's so going back it, to it's fiction. The bombs being launched. You can't, it's, fi- it's fiction. You can't say it proves it. It theorizes it. Theorizes, I yeah, guess. I'm yeah. sorry. Careful, I'm careful. Prove notion, uh, though, because well, <laughs> once a computer can do that, I think it would totally do that. Right. It but, doesn't. It can't prove it because it wasn't real. So we got to be careful. What you say? Those robots weren't real. Although I would probably buy okay, one of, of that chick because she is a beautiful chick. But anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Yes. Okay, but here's where I'm going with it. So if any computer is able to get into a system where things are done, let's say the power grid. The water structure, it can start shutting down things that we take for granted on a daily basis. I.e. Judgment Day. Yeah. Or let's start launching those nuclear bombs. 
because they're all digitally set now. They're not, it's not one guy going down there, twisting a crank, the doors open, and then they launch it because he lights a fuse. It's all computerized. Mm-hmm. So I thought the movies told me that the president has a key and another dude has a key and they got to turn it at the same time. <laughs> well, there are, so there correct, are Dave. Let's, let's, like, let's... If you have a computer that thinks to such a fast degree, those safeguards are nothing because they can figure out how to break the safeguards. And we see that with hacking all the time on the internet. You think that you have a safe, safe system and then some genius hacker goes in there and all your stuff is free game. You bastards. It's doable. And we're talking humans are doing that. All you need is a computer that has the right code mm-hmm. and the speed to do it. And we're screwed. All right, JD, you want to add anything? Uh, I think that this one is a little farther off than we think because while we are going so quickly and like moving so forward with technology, like it's going to be a while before we have sentient AI, which mm-hmm. is what would I believe, which is what would cause these sort of like robot apocalypse. Right. So it's going to take a while for us to actually get to that point, but I do think in the future it's totally plausible. I mean, right now, all we have are tiny little robots that can dance. Remember that guy? Remember that little guy? (laughs) Adorable. From the the back video? (laughs) Here's a question, though. So, let's say the robots themselves don't do it, but couldn't we do self-inflicted apocalypse via robot? I mean, we could. Like, instead of having a... What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, if... Instead of having a robot breaking the code to launch the nukes or to turn off the power, what if, let's say, a hacker goes in and they do it and we kill ourselves that way? So it's well, still would... the robots and the technology that does it, but it's yeah, but it's by it's the person who writes the code. Yeah, I'd say it's still the hacker, which would make it a global terrorist essentially. Uh, I don't think I would talk chalk that up to the robots. I mean, it just made it accessible for him. Mm-hmm. That, but that's that's. I would say that's it. That's just really bad security. <laughs> I would say at that <laughs> point, that'd be. Uh, we'll put. We'll chalk that up to idiot factor apocalypse event. All right, let's move on. We got two left in this this listicle, and then we'll move on. We're really taking a lot of time, so this one we'll, yeah. we're we're not going to talk too much about because we kind of already did number eight overpopulation. I'll read the paragraph, and I think we can just move on because we've kind of already talked about it. The fear of an overpopulated globe has been around since the 18th century when Thomas Malthus predicted that population growth would cause mass starvation and overtax the planet. With the global population at 7 billion and counting, many conservationists think population growth is one of the key threats to the planet. Of course, not everyone agrees. Many think population growth will stabilize in the next 50 years. (laughs) And that humanity will innovate its way out of the negative consequences of the overcrowding that does occur. I doubt it. That's that I'm going to call that a no. Stabilizing? Just what? How? How is that going to happen? Just educating stupid teenagers to keep it in their pants for a couple more years? Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say stupid, but you know what I mean. Stupid uh, teenage. Keep him. Yeah. Or yeah, people having stupid. 15 kids. Right. Uh, yeah, we should we should license get a license to have a kid. Maybe. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like all my friends, I think would pass. They get it, but uh, these poor kids. I'm sorry that that. For, uh, anyway, all right, we'll move on. This one doesn't take much to explain either. It's number nine, the snowball effect. Though each of these scenarios, the ones we just talked about, could happen. 
Most scientists think a snowball effect of multiple events is more likely. Miller said, for instance, and this is, I don't remember who this Miller guy is, uh, for instance, global warming could increase the prevalence of pathogens while also causing widespread shifts in climate. Meanwhile, ecosystem collapse could make it slightly harder to produce food with no bees to pollinate crops or trees to filter agricultural water. So instead of an epic catastrophe, several relatively small factors would slightly worsen life on Earth until it gradually degraded. Uh, In that scenario, the downfall of Earth is not dramatic, quote, like being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger, uh, Miller told Live Science. It's more like being nibbled to death by ducks. Uh, I think that's probably the best effects right there. All of them. Agreed. A big big mashup of all of them, slowly and quickly, destroying Earth and killing us all. I think a lot of these all overlap like that, though, because I think, you know, certain ones will feed into other ones and then that will, you know, yeah. Snowball effect sold. (laughs) All right. All right. So this is 30 ways the world could end. This is discovermagazine.com. So I like, I just like the titles of some of these. So we'll, we'll kind of go through, I won't read the paragraph that goes with them so we can kind of get it from the title. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one though, I might have to describe 30 is information overload. Um, that's more going into the singularity event of uh, androids and, and robots and stuff like that. So being too smart for our own good, essentially. Uh, 29, genetically modified superhumans. Yes! Uh, that's, you know... they're Probably not going to happen. Well, we can uh, already house, we can already rewrite DNA to, to you know, to, they're starting this process of, I want my baby to be blonde, and there's ways that they can do that kind of garbage. It's stupid, but... I think, but it's it's one of the things that they're working on. So I think it's. But what would it's, that cause? How would that cause an apocalypse? Like, is it going to be like apocalypse? <laughs> right, right here, the last sentence here. If they are truly superior, these modified superhumans, they might might outcompete us by benign means, marking the first synthetic transition from one hominid species to the next. Uh, the last sentence, odds are high of this one since germline modification seems nearly inevitable in the long run. Whatever, discover, whatever. All right, 28, space colony uprising. <laughs> I, well, I've been waiting for this. Oh Alien God. invasions. Nope. This, totally no, can see this. Space colony <laughs> uprising is like us colonizing Mars. Right, them taking over everything. Right, it's which is not going to happen which, anytime soon. What they're basing that on is history. Like colonies are always rising against others, like America to Angola and and things like the American Revolution and and things like that is what they're basing this on. But just in space, and it's just going to kill us all essentially. Yeah. Um. All right. Click the next button here. Twenty seven. An alien plague. So we're going to bring back a disease from space essentially. I still want to go on to the alien invasion. Hang on. It's probably in here. Uh, <laughs> 26 is a super bomb. You know, some kind of bigger atomic bomb type thing that could fabric a black hole. It says in here. Awesome. <laughs> so we're going to make one and the earth's going to get sucked right in and we're done. Uh, 25, oh God. 25, a weather control mishap. So we're going to figure out a way to control weather and it's going to backfire dramatically. So it'll be like Snowpiercer. Like every world, like the yeah. world, have you guys seen Snowpiercer? Okay. Yeah, yes, it's great. Uh, twenty-four time travel. <laughs> yes, that could happen. I mean, we'll if time travel into our universe and destroy everything too right. soon, right? 
odds of this one indeterminate. <laughs> Smart, Whoa. but it does it does say weather control is a high, a very low odd. So you can you can rest easy tonight, kids. Uh, strange matter number twenty three. Strange matter also very low. Uh, this is like you know cosmic rays hitting the Earth and creating okay. new new stuff that could kill us. Uh, twenty two dark matter clump. So dark matter getting you know expanding and inter- right. interacting and, and giving becoming off, a clump, giving off radiation <laughs> and destroying us all. Twenty one a solar shutdown. So essentially the sun dying. Yeah, except again we would see that coming. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they don't have the other. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> All right. So they list it backwards here. Number one, asteroid impact, which we talked about. Number two, gamma ray burst. You know, like the yep. Hulk, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, gamma rays. Uh, the only thing that can stop gamma rays are like two feet of lead. So there you go. Collapse. So, cool. Collapse of the vacuum. Ooh, that's that's like a mini black hole. I think is that. Uh, does it explain what it is, or is it just yeah, collapsing vacuum? Because my pretty... vacuum collapsed the other day. I don't know if we're gonna die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I'll read. I'll read some of this and see if we get some kind of uh, explanation here. In the book Cat's Cradle, Kurt Vonnegut popularized the idea of Ice-9, a form of water that is far more stable than the ordinary kind, so it is solid at room temperature. Unleash a bit of it, and suddenly all water on Earth transformed to Ice-9 and freezes solid. Ice-9 was a satirical invention, but an abrupt, disastrous phase transition is a possibility. So there you go. Very early, uh, let's see here. That's all. That's really all it says. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, number four, rogue black holes. So we could just get a new one, apparently. And does yeah, does wouldn't that be though? Couldn't we just go into like different realms? No, black just hole suck us into another. Yeah, a black uh, hole. Like that's that's no. <laughs> you're you're hoping a black hole transports you somewhere, but more. I'm going on that faith. Black I'm hole. Start, I'm going to start a cult. Black hole is It'll destroy us. Yeah, it'll kill you slowly. That's the what more think, that's the more popularized theory. Did you see Interstellar? Yes, science. I, I did science fiction. <laughs> uh, and Star Trek also. Although no, they go wormholes. They have wormholes that teleport you, not, not black holes. Are, yeah, wormholes are cool. Black um, holes not didn't, so much. Didn't Interstellar use a black hole to like like boomerang them further? Like they didn't go through yeah. a black hole. Mm. I don't know. I only saw it once. They went through a warp drive, that, I thought. Or like a wormhole. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Number five, giant solar flares. Yeah. Yeah. That's been that's happening. possible. Yeah. Uh, number six, a reversal of Earth's magnetic field. That would that'd be mess bad. everything up. Yeah, that'd so, be real so bad. Uh, flood ba- bas- basalt, basalt vulcan- vulcanism. What? In 1783, the Laki volcano in Iceland erupted, spitting out three cubic miles of lava. Floods, ash, and fumes wiped out 9,000 people and 80% of the livestock. 
That's my super volcano. The ensuing starvation Mm. killed a quarter of Iceland's population, atmospheric dust. uh, Let's see here. And that was just a baby's burp compared with what the earth can do. 65 million years ago, a plume of hot rock from the mantle burst through the crust in what is now India. Mm. Cool. I'm telling you, super volcanoes are scary. Volcanoes are are scary. You imagine a super one? (laughs) Uh, Number eight, global epidemics. We talked about that. Nine, global warming. We talked about that. Ten, ecosystem collapse. We've talked about that. Uh, Eleven, biotech disaster. More like you know, genetically engineered diseases and stuff like that. Particle accelerator mishap, number 12. Stop messing with stuff, scientists. You're going to kill us. 13, <laughs> nanotechnology disaster. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah, nanotechnology. There's a good Michael Crichton book. Uh, Michael Crichton book out there that talks about that. Speaking of books, JD, if I wanted to listen to books instead of read them, because reading is boring, would you know a way to do that? Yeah, Dave, do you think that in the apocalypse that you'll be able to time to read a book trying to survive? No. You in don't. fact, in that fact, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's the last thing I'd want to do if I knew an apocalypse was about to happen. Seriously. So why can't you knock out two birds with one stone, put in some headphones, put in that dusty old iPod and just go to town on audible.com slash audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom. See, the apocalypse has got me scared. I can't even remember my lines. <laughs> Who's got lines? (laughs) Whether you want to read a book like The Road or you want to read something about some deadly diseases that are horrifying and probably kill us, audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom. Two birds, one stone, and you get to live during the apocalypse. How cool is that? Super cool. What what do you get if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom? Silly me. You'll get (laughs) the destruction of all mankind plus a free download of an audiobook and a 30-day free trial membership. So, he's, only, he's only kind of kidding. cool stuff. He's only kind of kidding about that destruction line. Yeah. I mean, I hope you don't. <laughs> right. Please don't. We don't know yet, so. Please sign up, but please don't destroy the world, people. Uh, all right. So that's nanotechnology disaster. Thank you, JD. Uh, 14, environmental toxins. So, yeah, the world could, you know, that's, uh, what's that stupid movie uh, by, by, by M. Night Shyamalan? The Happening. The Happening, happening. yeah. The trees kill us all. 15, yeah, 15, global war. 16, robot takeover. 17, mass insanity. That That's happening right now. Yeah, essentially. 18, Jenny, one of my favorite, alien invasion. I love the alien... And... I'm super excited that the fifth wave is now got a trailer out there because that's an alien envision story and it's totally apocalyptic. So yeah, I'm, I, I started the audio book from audible uh, the other day and it, I didn't think it was going to go that way where it tells the story of where it already happened and it kind of like flashes back. Uh, I didn't know the book was written that way. So that's cool. Yeah. It's, and the characters in that book are awesome. But yeah, it's your sitting there in school one day and there's just this big alien spaceship and then it has different ways that it progresses the attack yeah really messed up which kind of is the snowball effect so sure uh you know i i really enjoyed independence day when that movie came out i still enjoy it what am i talking about i like that movie and that's an alien invasion movie i think that was done right 
but mm. but with the fifth wave, she says it right away. All these movies, we always win in the end. Like we take a huge loss, huge loss. But in the end, we always find a way to beat these people. When in reality, that's probably not going to happen. We're not going to figure out a way to survive if these people, these things, come and want our planet or just want us to feed them or whatever, you know, whatever crazy, stupid thing these aliens want. You're also selfish aliens. Just want peace. So selfish. Leave us alone so we can conquer you in 300 years. But, you know, let us know you're around. Let's, Let's end the question. I mean, come on now. Stop! Stop with these little visits. Stop stealing people and making them crazy. Real, real quick, Dave. Though, have you finished Armada yet? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, that's another great alien invasion story, you guys. I might. These, these fiction writers—they—they they know their stuff. We should probably pay attention because when it happens, there's ideas in there. I've been just actually reading that one, so I might just download that uh, from Audible and listen to Will Wheaton tell me the story. So. <laughs> All right. 19, divine intervention. So this is all the religious um, theories of how the world's going to end. You know, it's kind of like the rapture. Rapture, yep. Uh, the book of Daniel from Judaism. Uh, book of Revelations from Christianity. Islam has their own. Uh, there's tons of them in here. Heaven's Gate. <laughs> uh, remember those crazy kids, right? Heaven's oh, Gate. Oh, those are fun. They they use the logo not too dissimilar to the Green Bay Packers logo or the the Georgia Bulldogs logo, the G. Uh, okay, or the Y two K mania, uh, Egyptian mythology. Y2K. Yeah, that was oh, great. I forgot about Y two K. A crazy yeah, time to be alive. Why was everything just gonna end? And because computers computers think in zeros and ones, and when the year turned to zero zero. On computers, they thought that would end all computers because it would just be confusing. So, so technology would destroy us essentially because of the way we program computers. But it didn't. (laughs) Are you remember remember this, Jenny? Are you Y two K ready? Oh, I um, I laughed at the whole time, but he'll kill me for saying this. My oldest brother actually went out stockpiled canned food, bottled water, anything that was tradable because he was convinced that money was going to play no effect because nobody's going to have money. So anything that was tradable, canned food, water, medicine, he stockpiled it just in case. That's funny. Uh, How did I spend New Year's that that year? Because I had just graduated high school, 99. Um, I I was hanging out with with Jason, his future wife, and we had a little party in the basement. Uh, we didn't care. We actually played Pac-Man. They had a Miss Pac-Man machine in 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 That's her cool. her basement. We had a lot of fun that night. Good times. We weren't worried about yeah. nothing. <laughs> My mom and dad were definitely worried about Y2K, and it's just weird because they're not people that like worry about that stuff. But they did. <clears throat> that was when I was so. in I was in college too, and I was my major was computer science, so I was dealing with a lot of that kind of talk of, you know, how are we going to fix the computers type stuff, uh, and it was. Uh, useless, Wait, worthless waste of time. Anyway, rounding out this list, number 20 is the most funny of all. Someone wakes up and realizes this was all a dream. Think of the Matrix. And so the apocalypse has already happened, and we're living in the Matrix. You know, that kind of thing. Cool. Which which is, the Matrix is uh, it's basically androids taking over. Robots took over. Robots. After we destroyed the, the world. 
All right. So those are the list, the listicle there. Um, I do have prophecies that have come and gone and future prophecies for the way the world's going to end. Did, Before you go there, though, did right. we talk about technology failure? Because I think that's a big one, because if you take away Google, we would not know how to even wipe our ass. I don't know about that. So many people don't use the <laughs> Google for what they should. Well, no, they don't. A lot of tech, like, let's say you run the water plant. A lot of that's not printed anymore. It comes okay. in digital format. Okay, that so, that you're 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 right. I, I mean, Google. I don't think it's gonna the the well, the, the, fa- the failing of Google is not gonna destroy us. Although it'll destroy the younger generation, I think. But let's say let's say you need to start the power plant back up. But everybody who worked at the power plant died in whatever crazy snowball effect that did happen. Zombies. Zombies. Yes. Zombies. How would you do that? How would you put it back? online without having some sort of manual because you've obviously never worked at a power plant or yeah. i mean just simple things like i have i can't grow tomatoes in my backyard i can't even keep a house plant alive if i had to actually do agriculture where would i get information on that See? i mean i could probably find a library that has a book that was printed like 25 years ago but for that you gotta find you got to find people that know what they're doing to help you. Obviously you'd have to hope yeah, that some of those people, some of those people would survive. Cause you know, they're eating all this healthy food that they're growing. <laughs> I do not know. I do not remember how the Dewey decimal system works. Oh, I, I would struggle in a library. Last name. It's my last name, isn't it? No, the Dewey decimal system was numbers, dude. Yeah. But isn't the Dewey decimal system based on last name? I thought, or no, 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 it's okay. like subject, last, it's got a bunch of different ways of to, to, But I'm just saying. To that point, Jenny, I couldn't do math in school these days. I don't know what they're teaching kids in math. Oh, that like, common core yeah. crap? That's garbage. I, what is common core? I don't even know. Maybe we'll have a Nobody teacher. Nobody knows. We'll have a teacher on someday to tell us all about it. We'll take a whole hour to talk about it. Um, no, you're right. The techno, which is the Y2K thing, essentially technology failing us. Like, you know, one day we can't use it anymore. What are we going to do? All our money is in technology. Uh, you know, our banks are run with computers and all this garbage. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, we don't really even have like landline phones anymore. All our phones are digital phones. Right. How would you get a hold of any, how would you get in touch with loved ones? Um, aside from trying to find them, you know, physically, how would you figure out how to get somewhere? Because honestly, I don't remember the last time I opened a Thomas guide. I oh. just go to Google maps. And, I mean, if or... I could, if I could find a map, I could figure it out. Also, I'm, I don't know how, but I'm pretty intuitive with the freeway system. I can figure out where I need to go just based on, you know, okay, that science is this. I'm going that way. Um, but 19, no, 2001, 2002, we took a trip across the country, no GPS. We just used uh, one of those spiral-bound atlases and made our way across the, work, the country just you fine. Poor thing. Oh, it was a perfect. Guide. It was it was perfect, JD. I know. <laughs> uh, I know the best that's best how part. I used to get around. Best part of it uh, when we were driving, we didn't have to worry about people texting and driving. Well, there was phones and people were texting, but it was less common to text and drive because you had to actually spell out words. You know, to, you know we didn't have keyboards yet on our phones like we do now and it wasn't touchscreen and uh times were simpler back then uh anyway 
All right, so predictions for the future, prophecies. There is one for today as we record this on September 23rd. The so-called Blood Moon Prophecy, which is dated, weirdly, 2014 of April through 2015 of September. The claim int, the person that made this claim, is John Hagee and Mark Blitz. So let me read the description here. Um, The so-called Blood Moon Prophecy, first predicted by Mark Blitz in 08 and then by John Hagee in 2014, these Christian ministers claim that the Tetrad in 2014 and 2015 may represent prophecies allegedly given in the Bible relating to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of these are going to be Bible-based, but that's false. Uh, as as I, I've said before, I'm a Christian, and I've mm-hmm. studied studied the Bible, and nowhere in the Bible does it give a date of when we're going when the when the you know any of that stuff happens. And to say you know it is kind of blasphemous. So, um, in my opinion, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to make this, you know, a religious debate or anything like that, but nowhere in the, do it. (laughs) Nowhere in the, I I don't want to call these people so-called Christians, but you know, it goes back to the, the same thing of getting lumped in with all Christians are evil or haters, you know, hateful people. And it's just not true. It's just the, the loud idiot ones are, (laughs) Um, uh, the rest of us, we love everyone. We're kind of like hippies that way, but, uh, I like the hippie Christians. Yeah. Yeah. They're the fun ones. You're welcome. Me no and offense. J- yeah. Me, me and Jason, me, me and Jason, me and Jason fall into those people. I, I love that. <laughs> um, so yes, that's, that's today. The blood moon prophecy. Um, I will talk to you all tomorrow cause it's not going to happen. All right, October 7th. Yeah. <laughs> October 7th, 2015. This is weird. The claimant is the E-Bible Fellowship. E as in, like, electronic Bible under, under so lowercase weird. e. So Chris McCann and the E-Bible Fellowship Group predict the possible destruction of the universe on this date, which is 1,600 days after Harold Camping's date of uh, May 21, 2011. So mark your calendars, October 7th, this year. Cool. Uh, the next closest one is 2020. Doesn't have an exact day. It's just this is the year it happens. So Gene Dixon claimed this one. I'm going to stop. Uh, at, Wells, Gene yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Dixon com- claimed that Armageddon would take place in 2020 and Jesus would return to defeat the unholy trinity of the Antichrist, Satan, and the false prophet between 2020 and 2037. Again, that story is from the book of Revelation. Uh, Dixon previously predicted the world would end on February 4th, 1962. So this is her second attempt. My favorite thing in the world. Hopefully. My favorite thing in the world is when somebody predicts something and it doesn't come true, but then they try to rebuttal it. Like, like the day after they said, oh, yeah, I, my calculation was wrong. Um, or so, we stopped them. Yeah. We stopped them. Yeah. 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 No, you didn't. You just are dumb. <laughs> Yes. All right. So a year later, 2021, F. Kenton Bashor uh, claimed this This is going to happen. Bashor bases his prediction on the prior suggestion that Jesus would return in 1988, i.e. within one biblical generation, 40 years, of the founding of Israel in 1948. Bashor argues that the prediction was correct. <laughs> Why are we still here, dude? But that the definition of biblical generation was incorrect and was actually 70 to 80 years, placing the second coming of Jesus between 2018 and 2028 and the rapture by 2021 at the latest. 
So 2021 is the latest that the rapture is going to happen. So start saying your prayers, kids. <laughs> All right, this will be the last. Uh, I'm going to do two more, and then we're going to wrap up here. Um, 2026, the Messiah Foundation International. Members predict that the world is to end in 2026 when an asteroid will collide with Earth in accordance with Riaz Ahmad Gohar Shahi's predictions in The Religion of God. The chances are only one out of 300,000. 300,000, excuse me. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, 2026, the asteroid theory. And the last one, 2060, predicted by Sir Isaac Newton. According to Sir Isaac Newton's research of the Bible, Jesus will rapture his church one jubilee from the time of Israel reacquiring Jerusalem. What on earth is a jubilee according to time? That's for us to figure out and for Isaac Newton to know. He took it to his grave, I guess. It's like a bushel. Does anyone really know what a bushel is? No. (laughs) We really don't. Um, I guess I should know this. It's a biblical thing. It's the end of seven cycles of Shemitah, sabbatical years, and the Mosaic Law. It's a Hebrew thing. Uh, or in Christianity, it's a special year for the remission of sins and universal pardon. I have no idea. The Great Jubilee was in the year 2000. Uh, cool. whatever. All right, so that's that. Um, anything you guys want to add? I know, I think Jenny made a whole list. Oh, gosh, I have a ton, but I'm just going to say... Notre Dominus has some predictions for this year and they're kind of apocalyptic. Okay. The big one would be um, Western USA will suffer a major earthquake. Mount St. Helen may have the major volcano eruption happening in May of 2015. So it already passed. It didn't happen. Um, Even worse, the events may turn to be a superb volcanic eruption with the beginning of the earthquake. So basically it didn't happen, but we're supposed to have a huge earthquake and all the volcanoes erupt. Um, and then let's see here, the collapse of the world economy is predicted with the statement, the rich shall die many times over. That might still happen. People mm-hmm. are getting That's pretty ticked scary. off. Yeah. It's super scary. Um, and then the Western world will abolish all kinds of taxes with a large revolt. The taxation will end for the expected freedom. So we'll see. All right. It's kind of on that track. Nostradamus is crazy because a lot of his what are they called? Um, starts with a T. Like each series. No, no, no. Um, hang on, I'm gonna find it. But a lot of his stuff <clears throat> could be interpreted as coming right. true. Uh, like 9/11. There's one in there about that. Um. So uh, Kennedy, also, the Kennedy yeah. one is pretty fascinating. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I believe so. I used to watch, like, uh, history. You used to do a ton of stuff about him. And I would watch some yeah, of that I can't stuff. Really, let's see. Quatrains, that's what, he's, that's what he called Quatrains, them. Quatrains, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, his, uh, his um, thing was, a great man will be struck down in the day by the thunderbolt, the evil deed predicted by the bearer of, of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. Conflicts in Rheims or London and something in Tuscany. So basically, if you like read into it more, they're basically saying an innocent man will be killed or be charged with killing the leader while the guilty walk free. And if you know Kennedy conspiracies, everybody believes Oswald what didn't act alone. But anyways. Right. Well, they, yeah, also, they all... also think it was a military thing, like we killed him and uh, yeah. Dear it was God, all because enough. of 
All because of his women. Oh, I thought it was more the Cuban Missile Crisis thing. Maybe. And, nah, he was and make it sound so much crazier, though. And because he was Catholic. Yes. That right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys, anything else you want to chime in about before we wrap it up here? I'm taking over Costco if the zombie apocalypse happens. Yes, we all know that. Yeah, I think perfect. there's there's a few Costco's being built in my area. Um, I see them at my gym the other day trying to sign people up. I'm telling you, I I know that's not my idea, but I love it and it's amazing. Yes, you're borrowing that idea, but I I am I am I am, I am outright stealing that idea because <laughs> it's genius. I think you'd have to fight her for it, probably. No, we've already made the decision that I'll do the one Costco, she'll do one a few miles away, and then we can, like, barter against each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll become in a team. School, we'll be a community. Me and my friends had, like, an evacuation plan that was escaping to our local grocery store where I worked. Because for some reason I thought that I would be better because I knew where everything was in the grocery <laughs> store. Like, <laughs> cool. I love it. Uh, if you want to know what Jenny is talking about, you can go back into the pod, the Atomic Kingdom podcast archives and listen to our interview with the writer and creator and two of the main stars of the the YouTube sensation, I guess I would call it. I haven't heard anything of them becoming more than that. Just a, a quick YouTube clip. Um Sorry, I'm being distracted right now. It's called Super Zero, and you can check it out on YouTube. And uh, Giselle Gilbert had a great idea for how to survive the zombie apocalypse about cool. going to Costco. So check out the interview. We had a lot of fun with those guys. They're a blast, and uh, you can talk about zombie apocalypses. But if you go there at the website, com, you can also click on the Entertainment Earth banner right at the top of the page there. And you can buy all kinds of cool action figures and statues and super cool geek uh, merchandise that everybody should get. And if you click on the banner and buy stuff through that banner, we get a little cut of, of what you buy. So it helps us out. You get some cool swag in the process. You're going to buy it anyway. Right? So, uh, do that. Help us out at team atomic geekdom.com entertainment earth banner. Do that. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash atomic geekdom, P A T R E O N.com slash atomic geekdom. And there you can, Pledge five bucks, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, and in that process, it's a little bit like you know all of your bucks, all of your bucks. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like the crowdsourcing and stuff like that. But in this case, you know, if you pledge five bucks, we'll give you a free digital comic. Fifteen gets you a free digital graphic novel of your choice. Uh, twenty bucks gets you a free T-shirt, and we're working on some other cooler stuff to give to you. Um, and again, the, all that stuff goes towards making this stuff better for you, more content, more or better quality podcasts, uh, more ways to, to clear up JD's allergies. We could send him allergy medicine or something. I don't know. Um, Has it been that noticeable? No, no, no. I just, whole... no, okay. I just, I just wanted to make a joke about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, feel real bad. Uh, speaking of our t-shirts, they are still available on the website. Again, just go to there, go to the store and buy yourself a t-shirt. They're super cool. Uh, practical, pretty easy. Wear them at the gym, all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Atomic Kingdom. Jenny, you are at Robbie Art. JD is at J Freaking D. And uh, chime in about what we just talked about tonight on Twitter at Atomic Kingdom. Let us know what your favorite, I guess, theory of how the world's going to end, or your most plausible theory 
that you think the world's going to end. Or you can email us at info at atomicgeekdom.com if 140 characters is too is not enough for you. Or you can chime in on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, the Atomic Geekdom, or just Atomic Geekdom is where you can find us. We're on Instagram also, Google+, Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes while you're there. Please, please, please rate and review us and tell your friends. That's how we grow. When you tell your friends about this, hey, the super cool podcast to listen to called Time of Kingdom. They got two, you know, kind of cool hosts, but this super cool host named Jenny, she steals the show. Oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> <Jenny. laughs> and I talk uh, too much is why. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So that's it. That's our show this week. Any Any closing statements from either of you? JD, I'm so happy you're on tonight with me. I miss you, man. I know, I miss you too. Everyone, go watch the Martian movie because it's going to be perfect. Uh, when oh. is that? When does that come out? November, October second. Holy like crap! In a couple of weeks. That's yeah, like a, a week from Friday. It comes out. It's kind of crazy. Well, let's say we can't say that. October, October second. We'll just say. Uh, <laughs> Awkward. Uh, United, time travel. Yeah, United <laughs> Kingdom. United Kingdom gets it before us. September thirty. Bloody Stupid. bastards. We all just go dead Whoa, silent. Oh, Dave, swear <laughs> jar, come on. For, for what? What did I say? Bastards? I said that twice already tonight. Wow, double swear jar then. I don't, I I don't think that's a swear. Tom is in the background swear. just clapping his hands. He's like, I he's nodding. It. He's crossing his arm and nodding his head. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm all not right. going to let you live this down. <laughs> Go go get the Audible bo- Audible audio book, The Martian, from audibletrial.com slash Geekdom, and then go see The Martian on October 2nd. You won't, be, dis- you won't be disappointed. Woo-hoo. And we will see you guys next week. Woo-hoo.